Hey guys. Hello everybody. This is Bala here. Welcome to yet another uh, episode of uh, Podcast with Runners. Um for those of you who are uh, listening or tuning in for the first time, um this is something that I do uh, time to time. Um every season I take it upon myself to go and connect with fellow runners, uh, runners from RHWB, coaches beyond RHWB, uh, runners beyond RHWB just you know any good source of learning and knowledge that is connected to running um i take it upon myself to connect with them talk talk to them learn from them and the idea being learning always happens from all directions it's not just from the coach to the runners it's also from runners to runners and what better way than uh, learning from uh, our fellow runners who have done some incredible things over many seasons uh, it is in that uh, within that uh, logic I have put together the next set of three incredible special guests to this program. Uh, all three of them, I have personally coached uh, multiple seasons, not just one season, multiple seasons, and I've seen them grow through uh, various seasons. So it's with a lot of pleasure, and I would say even an honor that I'm bringing them uh, to to all of you, and let's hear from them and let's understand uh, what motivates them and what how does that story unfold in their lives. So with uh, with that. let me invite the first guest please go ahead and why don't you give a little bit of an introduction about yourself thanks pala hello runners uh, my name is shivananda purnachandra i know it's long but let's keep it shiva uh, i'm from a place called mandya it's between bangalore and mysore and if you're traveling from bangalore to mysore you have to pass my hometown so i was born there i went to initial schooling elementary school it's called saint johns if anybody from mandya you can hook me up uh high school i did it in bangalore uh, it's called janaseva vidya kendra so and uh, till 10th and then plus 2 11th and 12th i did it in mysore marimalapas if anybody from mysore i went to my undergrad uh, at uh, national institute of engineering mysore uh, part of university of mysore uh, anybody from nie uh, let me know then i came to the united states in 2000 to do my masters program i went to wvu west virginia university I graduated from WVU and I've been in uh, Fairfax Virginia area since then uh, probably I would say around 80 uh, close to 20 years now uh, I've worked for a company called Fanny Mae uh, I live here in Fairfax with my wife Sukisani Suhani and Sana all of them all of them are part of uh, runners high group uh they have done couple of seasons with them and suhani was 12 when she did her half marathon sana uh, she has a bragging rights in her family she did a 10k when she was 8 years old um so and, and and my wife has done 10k's and half marathon this is my fifth season with rswb uh we'll talk about i mean i've done half marathon 10k's full marathon almost full marathon now i'm training for full marathon um so i i've been an athlete since uh very young age and and we'll talk about who's my inspiration uh i've uh, you know i was uh, i was a short sprinter and i represented my school at district level state level and along the way i've uh, i i think i pretty much ran till and my engineering days and i won prizes even in engineering so and i played basketball for my school uh high school college as well and i continued to play even after i came to grad school here and i think you know then i shifted to the long distance as i continued to you know i i realized that i'm not going to win any 100 meters 200 meters uh, so that's my story here <laughs> that's amazing shivananda purnachandra 
As oh, well, wow, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go the full marathon version and not the FICA version of the name, you know. But uh, it's pretty nice. Uh, Shiva, it's, uh, welcome, to the, welcome to this podcast, man. I Thank mean, you. Thank nice, you for having uh, me. Beginning, there are a lot of folks, you should know a lot of folks from Mysore. Yeah. Not just Bangalore, Mysore I'm talking about. Even in our own cohort, like my, our own cohort as in Bala's cohort, there are, I think, four or five folks from Mysore. Oh, so wow. I'm sure they would be surprised to note that you have your roots in, uh, in that area. Mysore. Yeah. Um, and Fairfax, beautiful place uh, right outside D.C. So, uh, Ravi, I know that he's right now in uh, in D.C. I don't know how uh, yes. you guys are like not catching hold of each other and having a drink right now. Maybe right after. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's awesome, man. And representing uh, till the state level. Did you say the state level? Uh, yes, that's right. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, so you have your muscle memory intact. And it's yeah. just of bringing it back, which is exactly what we did. And let's, we will, we will talk about that shortly. Um, awesome, buddy. Welcome. And uh, let, me, uh, let me uh, welcome the next guest. Please go ahead. Thank you, Coach Bala. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, and uh, thank you, Shivananda Purna Nanda. Right? No, you, you didn't get it. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. Sorry. <laughs> Shiva, Shiva, it is. Shiva, it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello, runners. Uh, I'm Jyoti Chaka. Um, I was born in uh, New Delhi. Um, did my schooling in Andhra School uh, and uh, then moved to Mumbai, Bombay, Mumbai. <laughs> yes. um, did my high school there at uh, Swami Vivekananda School. I uh, was in Chembur. Um, then came to New York to do my undergrad degree. Um, then moved to, uh, I was at uh, St. John's University uh, for four years and then uh, came to St. Louis. That's where I met my husband. Um, worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield of uh, Missouri. Um, and then uh, we lived there for about uh, 12, 10 years and then moved to Minnesota. Uh, and we are, uh, we've been here for 14 years now. So um, throughout my journey, I think uh, from a, a work perspective, either my husband has been at Blue Cross or I have been at Blue Cross. When we were in Missouri, he was working with Blue Cross throughout those years. And then when moved here, I've been with Blue Cross for the 14 years that we've been here. So it's uh, one of us has to be part of the blue. So uh, <laughs> um, as for my family, um my husband, Srini Chaka, uh, he is uh, a new recruit. He started last season. Uh, he started with a 10, um, 10 mile, and then he actually upgraded to a half marathon and uh, finished his half marathon. So he's really looking forward to actually his second season and uh, really, really excited. Um, we have two daughters. Uh, Nidhi is a senior in college. She's in San Diego. Um, and my younger one is a freshman in high school. So um, she's uh, um, just busy with high school, just getting used to it. <laughs> um, I did try to get her into running a little bit, but high school was a little too much for her. So she said, I will try running a little later. So I said, OK. <laughs> um, as far as my running background, um, I would say that I was never really a runner, um, never really. Maybe I just might have um, uh, taken part in maybe one race in my school that I can 
barely remember. Um, but I really started walking and with friends, I just started and, uh, um, you know, just for the sake of having fun, we joined a, a 5k. Then we said, if we can do a 5k, then let's do a 10k. Then we said, okay, if we can do a 10k, let's do a 10 mile. And then we basically just kept upping up our, um, races. But, uh, that's really, truly how I kind of got into running and, uh, um, into this whole racing thing. That's awesome. I mean, Delhi, Mumbai, New York. I mean, you have, we have literally checked out all the key cities uh, <laughs> and then Minnesota. So how is that working out, Jyoti? From after oh. all the cities? That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, I'll not answer then. <laughs> awesome, Jyoti. Welcome. I mean, it's a, it's been a pleasure uh, seeing you grow as well as... Uh, you know, coaching you for multiple seasons now. It's so glad to, I'm, I'm so glad to see that you're motivated your husband and by all looks of it, Srini is, uh, is a great addition to the team. I know that he enjoys what he does. I remember his uh, sort of post-race write-up um, mm-hmm. that he had uh, sort of, you know, with, uh, with a lot of emotion he had written, if I remember it correctly. That right. just tells me that he's in for the long run. It's not, he's not a check-the-box activity he did last season. No, you know, he's not. Really in, which is fantastic. So welcome. I can't wait to uh, talk a little bit more about your sort of journey. Yeah, um, actually, I've been here since uh, season three. So this is, uh, yeah, this is uh, awesome. Six yep. seasons, three consecutive years of training. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, sometimes we forget it. We go from season yep. to season. Every six is six months gone, you know, and that's like six months of training. So exactly. Awesome. Uh, okay, let's invite the third guest. Please go ahead. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Ravi Gujar. I'm originally from Bombay. Yes, uh, that sounds old, but uh, yeah, uh, that's, what it, that's what it was called when I left it in 87. I did my uh, undergrad uh, from IIT Bombay. And, uh, then uh, after that, uh, I was not much of an athlete growing up. Uh, I grew up in Villeparle area. If anyone on this uh, distribution is from there, hi. Uh, so Ville Parley East, to be precise, <laughs> it matters when it comes to Parley East versus West. Uh, again, I uh, grew up without much of uh, athletics or anything, a little bit cricket and badminton here and there. When I went to IIT, realized that I studied way too much, but didn't do anything. So start doing some mountaineering and all and quickly realized that I really needed to start getting to running to develop the needed strength for hiking and all those kind of things. And that's where I got a little bit uh, early into running. Never thought about long distance running or whatnot. That happened all uh, later on. As far as uh, more about me and my family, uh, my wife Sandhya and I, uh, we live right now in Dallas area. And uh, we have two boys, uh, Mihir 21 and Amai 17. Our boys are a little bit more athletic than I was growing up, and uh, they have a lot more opportunity here. So both of them are into swimming, and uh, Amai is into football. Uh, for me and uh, Sandhya, uh, running and getting introduced to uh, Runners High with uh, Bala was from season five, uh, thanks to GV, our common friend. Uh, we'll talk more about that perhaps uh, during this podcast. But um, for me, the biggest thing I would say I needed some motivation and that came from my wife, Sandhya. 
Uh, she could barely uh, walk uh, 100 meters without her feet uh, giving her trouble in, in terms of uh, some peculiar pain, etc. And with runners high with Bala, she managed to uh, finished her half marathon. So she's absolutely my motivation, my North Star. Beautiful. It's all our motivation, you know, and Sandhya has been amazing in that. Uh, and you came to the U.S. for uh, education or what was your sort of journey? Oh, that is correct. That is correct. I uh, came to the U.S. Uh, for uh, master's first. I went to Louisiana State University, finished my master's and then completed my Ph.D. at University of Wisconsin-Madison. So uh, I know what you go through in Minnesota. I have lived that for four or five years. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that I'm not there. <laughs> oh, my husband is from LSU, by the way. Ah, small there, world. There, there we go. go. Small there world. You go. The connections begin. So, yeah. uh, so yeah. Dr. Ravi, what yeah. is it that uh, PhD you did on what? Uh, my PhD was uh, in uh, optimization, stochastic optimization, trying to apply probability theory uh, to yes. manufacturing systems and modeling and all those uh, kind of operations sort of yeah. operations yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah got it makes sense awesome guys that is that is as you all as you all can see we have a very diverse uh, uh, you know uh, client guests we have with diverse background but with a common sort of platform that they all have come and connected uh, with and we will talk a little bit on that so this time, let's start with Jyoti, because you already touched on how you started running. You said that you did a little bit of 5K, dabbled on a 5K, then suddenly that became a 10K and a 10 mile. So talk, tell me, like, how did you get into running? How did you get into runners high? <clears throat> so actually, I'll step back a little, uh, Bala, because uh, uh, um, with my, as I mentioned, we have uh, two daughters, right? Um, so with my second pregnancy, um, when I was in my maternity leave, um, I was like, oh, wow, I have so much time, six weeks. I mean, that's, what do I do? And we had just moved into a new home at that time. So I was like, uh, guess what? I will paint the rooms. Um, so I went out to Home Depot, picked up a five gallon. I was actually looking at like a one gallon or two gallon container, but then they're like, oh, you know, if you get five gallon, it'll be cheaper. I said, okay go for it. So I said, okay, let me go pick up the five gallon. So here I am, uh, not even two weeks or three weeks after delivery. Um, you know, I'm picking up a five gallon paint container. And miraculously, I was able to actually get into the car. So I was like, wow, okay. But then when I was actually bringing it out of the car in the house, um, I just went like, Phew! and then I did something and I was like, okay, I think I something happened. Oh, wow. So I hurt my back. Um, it uh, didn't really pay much attention to it. So I was like, oh, it'll go away. It'll go away. Uh, but then after like a year or two, it just kept building and building and building. And one day um, I went, I did my workout at work office and then I had to see a friend. So I went to see her directly from office and I sat down on the floor. Uh, and, um, after like 15, 20 minutes, I couldn't get up. I just was locked. I just was like completely locked and I had to barely, um, I had to use furniture to drag myself from one room to another. I asked them for painkillers and everything. Long story short, uh, I dragged myself home somehow or the other for three days. I could not even get up. 
I was like bedridden. I couldn't even get myself to the urgent care to have them actually look at me. So um, that happened. And basically, once I got to the urgent care, they gave me painkillers. They said, it's nothing. It's, it's just um, muscle pain, basically. So I said, okay, fine. Um, but that was something that just kept happening. And after some time, I went for some treatment, got some um, shots um, to relieve the pain. And at that point, when I got the shot, I walked in holding on to my husband. But then when I walked out of the clinic, I was standing straight and I was like, I am never going to be in this situation again. This is it. And that made I made my um, decision on that day that whatever it is, I will do it. And in that journey, I tried swimming, I tried walking, I tried yoga, I tried every everything. Somebody said that, hey, try this, I would do it. Somebody said, go for that one, I would do it. So literally, I mean, I just picked up anything and everything. And walking was one of the things that um, people said that, yep, you should start walking and see. So that's how actually I started walking. Um, I started going out with friends and just to keep it fun um we would sign up for these races we were like okay yeah this is for charity let's do it um so we started doing the 5k's then 10k's and all of that slowly slowly we just started building up and then covid hit um and i was like okay what do i do and then i started getting bored so i was like okay let me just go out and start walking and i did a step challenge and i started doing um a half marathon i was like okay let's do a half marathon we were doing everything virtual. So did have a marathon. And then I actually was like, okay, you know, why not? Let's just do a full marathon. So I did the full marathon, which was virtual also. Um, and I was like, you know, I felt so good. And then at that time, um, my friend Sunita, Lava Sunita, she, um, she's a very good friend. We became friends in St. Louis. So um, she was actually one of the reasons why I met my husband as well. It's the friends group. and. Um, she mentioned that, hey, uh, I'm part of this runner side group and uh, do you want to join? I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I said, anything and everything, I was like, jump, I'm jumping in. So I was like, please sign me up. But she was like, oh, you know what? Season two has already started and uh, I can't, you know, we don't really join folks in the middle of the season. So you'll have to wait for the next season. I was like, oh my God, no, when is the next season? I mean, literally every week I would ask her like, when is the season starting? When is the season starting? When is the registration opening? And so finally I got through uh, for season three and um, and yeah, rest is history. So wow. it's just... Uh... Fascinating story, <laughs> fascinating. Uh, so audience, two things I wanted to let you know on this on this beautiful story. One is... Never think just because you had uh, an injury or an illness or some debilitating thing that your running career or your fitness career is finished. Never ever think like that because I'm specifically calling that out because I see a lot of newcomers before joining. They would write to me and say, hey, I have this issue. I don't know whether I'll be able to do it. And I will tell them that, hey, everybody has some issue or the other, but you can make it. And I am like you, uh, Jyoti. I had a huge lower back issue, L4, L5, L5, L6. Mm-hmm. Exactly, L3, L4 right for me. At the age of 22, you know, in the sh- when I was in the ship, I had an accident. And then you were there for three days. I was on the ship. That ship was four months sailing in the high seas. And I was all alone for one month, just hit, uh, stuck in the room. 
I, I didn't even wow. see anybody. It was like almost like a prison because I couldn't move my my head. It was I was wow. lying down, and the, the the waiters will come and give me food and time to time. But I'm I won't be able to even move my head. I was lying down for one month because the ship was crossing the Pacific, so I couldn't even go to the hospital. I had the injury at the beginning of the port, and the ship just crossed the Pacific for one month, and then one month I was on the bed. The worst uh, sort of uh, possible, uh, you know, like the lowest of the low of my entire life. And, um, you know, so what I, why I'm saying that is from there to here, if me and Jyoti can do, everyone can do the same thing. You know, it's just a question of uh, just keeping, keeping at it and having the belief that you can do it. And as Jyoti beautifully said, she, she just didn't make the decision that, okay, I'll do something. She actively go, went and found out opportunities to go and do something. That is when things happen. Just making a decision alone is not going to help you. You have to go and follow through the decision. Uh, fantastic, Jyoti. Great story. Shiva, what's your story, man? <clears throat> uh, so as I mentioned earlier, right, I was, in a, you know, I was running the short sprints throughout uh, my elementary schools and the college. And I think, you know, as I came to U.S. and, you know, and and then I graduated and started working. It's like I need to do something. Something was always that I had to work out. Otherwise, I don't feel like uh, something I'm missing it. And I think I picked up from my dad early on. I never seen my dad uh, miss a single day. Uh, I mean, in fact, he he, he was crossing the uh, road and he had met with an accident. He died. So even the last day uh, as well, he never uh, you know missed it. No matter what, four o'clock he used to get up, five o'clock walk for 10 kilometers, do yoga, exercise, whatever. As he was getting old, he stopped doing that, but he was just walking. Uh, so that kind of stuck. And I think, I, you know, I've done, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks, 10 milers, all that. And I think I always had that, I want to do a marathon. It's like in a check mark, you know, you, Bala, you said earlier, you know, people come for check mark, but now I've changed. So I came for check mark, I'll do it. But I never had the platform to do it. I mean, I knew I could do it, you know, just like, you know, get up and, you know, do it, uh, but never had that motivation. Then I'm like, okay, what do I do? So then I started, uh, I used to work out. Then I, I, I think it was in 2016, right after my dad thing. And I think, you know, I was going down the life happens and picked up certain habits and I was like, okay, uh, you know, then the doctor said, hey, you got to cut down your your borderline diabetic, your parents had, everybody has, you need to do something. I said, then I kind of stuck in my head, either I'm going to win or the diabetes <laughs> is going to win. Then I said, okay, I started uh, working out. I mean, I used to work out, but on and off, like, you know, three, three times, four times a week, but never uh, irregularly. But I started this journey for four till I came to Bala, RSWB, for four years. I never missed a single day. No matter what, wherever it is, whether it's the airport, whether it's your, you know, what cold run, I just get up and go. That was my number one priority. So minimum uh, three to five uh, miles per day, wow. uh, either gym, walk, run, do whatever every single wow. day. Now I, I recommend people not to do it. You need to rest, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, uh so that was that was the my running and workout journey. I used to do pick up basketball and coach my daughters. So this again, as I said, I picked up certain habits, and uh, I was introduced to RSW by my good friend uh, Ajit, uh, and he was introduced by his wife's cousin Julie, I believe. I forget the name. So Ajit uh, joined season uh, three, and he finished it. I'm like, I, Ajit never went for any workout. I know him so. He said I he did it, and then we went for uh, you know 
uh, summer break to the beach and it's like, hey, do you want to run with me? You can give me a company. He was running, for, he was doing half marathon. Give me company four or five miles and I couldn't do it. I always thought that I could do it because I've done 10Ks and 10 milers and good timing. And, you know, uh, I couldn't do it. Then, I'm, then I made the decision that it was already, uh, you know, season was in progress, no, uh, uh, you know, opening. Then the other inspiration came was is when his son who was 13, 14 at the time, Arno did the half marathon as well. I was like, zapped, I got to do something. Then I immediately signed up and I think I signed up for season five and, and, uh, you know, thanks, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for Ajit and, uh, to introduce to this group. And I never looked back since. And, um, whatever the habit I picked up, I quit and I've kind of, you know, uh, you know, I enjoy this, uh, uh journey and I continue to enjoy this journey so far. Awesome. It's, it looks like it's your own sort of sweet dedication to your father by just, continuing to do for four years or three years, whatever you mentioned, it's like, you know, that's the power of motivation, right? It's the power of uh, inspiration. Rather. Um, someone like a father figure, when he does that, even he doesn't have to tell you, you yes. just, it's ingrained in your sort of heart. I think that it's you're absolutely right, right? I mean, he never told me single day, hey, you need to work out, you need to go pick yeah. up. And I'm also the same belief is that, you know, I need to, show and exhibit those behaviors so my kids or some whoever you know get inspired and they pick up and do it right it's uh, you know uh, you act you know you, you said it right it's you just do it and and you inspire you don't know right people who are following you or not but it will be somewhere somehow it will it will hit them yes doing is the for, is the strongest form of uh inspire, inspiration for others and you do it then you know this podcast is on the same lines we are learning how you do so that when others hear, they get inspired. So that's an awesome story. Well, really, uh, you know, congratulations on, again, this one thing that's common between you and Jyoti already is that once you put your mind to something, you don't need others to motivate you. Yeah. You guys are self-motivated. You know, that's why she went and did a full marathon herself, just like that. <laughs> oh, and that's why you did four years or whatever, continuous, without any sort of immediate, uh, you know, when you when somebody needs to be self-motivated, uh, I've, I've read somewhere that you know those folks who are self-motivated they don't look for uh, what is the right word like immediate uh, gratification what, what's the right word for it like a quick gratification instant gratification uh, instant gratification yeah that's the right word so people who do not want instant gratification are the folks who are self-motivated for a long time you know so that's a, like inversely proportional and the people who are self-motivated normally achieve great things because they don't do it for instant gratification. They just do it because they're just motivated to do it. And normally it just builds up. So it's too very common, uh, the two of you. Uh, Ravi, what's your story, buddy? <clears throat> As I mentioned, I was not an athletic person uh, growing up. Uh, never really uh, ventured into that side. Uh, when I was in my undergrad at IIT Bombay, uh, started doing uh, hiking a little bit and then started running around a, a little bit. And by the time I left IIT, uh, I could do 5K without any problem and in reasonable time. I was not into getting into many 5K runs, etc. But I picked up the habit that three miles, uh, two, three times a week is a good thing, kind of a thing. And that was about it. Then I when I came to Dallas in 96, I started talking to some friends and one of the friends who used to run many a long distance 
uh, half marathons, marathons. I just was uh, completely taken aback. How could anyone run that much? And then I started lo- looking online and like, oh, okay, so he's not uh, uh, completely uh, crazy. There are quite a few folks who do that. And uh, in the whole period of time, I said like, before I turn 50, I want to do half marathon. So that was kind of a checkpoint kind of a thing I went in for. And I got scheduled from him for half marathon. He gave me 12-week kind of a schedule. I said, fine, Uh, started following it. Because I was used to do up to three miles. It was okay. He had given me those uh, uh, ups and downs kind of a thing, sawtooth kind of a schedule. And I did my first half marathon. And that felt very good and uh, reasonable, comfortable. I wasn't exactly bothered. So I was like, why don't I do this more often? But then consulting job and other things took on. But again, the next year I again managed. So first first half marathon before turning 50, the next three years I did three half marathons. And then I was uh, preparing for my fifth one. And uh, by this time I picked up lots of bad habits in terms of how my foot should land. I was looking up, reading up all the wrong things. And like someone I read somewhere, I read that, I should land on my toes. It will give me better speed or whatnot. And long distance, you're trying to land on your toes. It takes its toll. (laughs) So I landed up uh, getting stress fracture that year because just four weeks before that half marathon, I was like, man, this is crazy. I'm I'm just not able to do it. And then had that break for about uh, 10, 12 weeks. And again, started getting back into this one. And this time, I did more reading and started monitoring my heart rate. And my heart rate was crazy high. And then I was like, dude, you're too old. You know, like you just missed the boat completely. Start walking. So Sunday and I started walking like, okay, now we are getting old kind of mode, right? So I bumped into our common friend, GV Ganesh, in one of the parties. And he, GV and I uh, had run half marathons in Dallas together. And GV said like, what you stopped i said yeah man my heart rate is uh, too high no 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 no. you need training i said like no man my heart rate can't sustain it's like i got this program ravi try it and thanks to him and bala they let me in even though i was a little late for that registration that's how i got into season five and i still remember vividly remember uh, bala's first for half marathon was whatever half mile and a half or something like that. And I ran that and I wrote to Bala, Bala, my heart rate is too high. And he wrote back in caps, slow down. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm already doing such a slow speed, but it's high. And I was trying to figure out where it fits in. And slowly I got that. And that season was, of course, uh, wonderful. I motivated a couple of friends and found a running buddy uh, uh, who was not registered, but he did the half marathon as well. And uh, then the next marathon, uh, next season, I wrote to Balas like, hey, I did half marathon. It was okay. Do you think I can do full? And Bala, with a fountain of energy that he is, he said, of course, it's you're ready. I'm like, is he pulling my leg or... FM. Was that in full caps? <laughs> <laughs> I should go back and look up that one. Uh, so I told Sandhya, coach is saying that I'm ready. She looked at me. 
yeah, it's Bala, you want to try. Otherwise, what else? You can always do half, right? And that's how the journey started. And uh, man, uh, that was something that uh, getting into full really changed my perspective on too many things there. Because half is, okay, I know that quite a few people are doing half, but half is okay. Full is where you get to know yourself, okay? What you are, uh, what you want to be kind of a thing. So take it from the old man. Yeah, you can do <laughs> No, those are beautiful words, Ravi. Uh, I think, and it's, 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 a, it's a thought that I concur as well. Um, you know, one can wing a half marathon. Like, you know, just somehow go and make it happen. But uh, I don't think so. You can go and somehow make a full marathon happen, even though Jyoti did it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, uh, there are very few people who can just go and just like that, go and figure out and do a full marathon without some bodily injury or some extreme pain, mental and physical, because full marathon is something you better train properly. Um, and uh, you're right. When you do a full marathon, you know who you are. A true character will actually come out because full marathon is more mental than physical. Yeah. And it's about mental strength. And that's what we will talk a little bit also in this podcast. Um, so Shiva, if you think about uh, the early stages of your training, and why don't we even talk, talk about the full training regimen, uh, 16 weeks, talk about the early days and some highlights and lowlights. Uh, we can combine those two uh, together and, uh, you know, give me your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. All right. So I have multiple actually. So I'm just going to summarize. I'll pick each one. Each, each season was unique. So the first season I joined in, um, in, in, uh, January of, uh, 20, season five. And I think I started and I, you know, guess what? You know, I, I was so determined. And even in the cold, I, I remember I used to go run pre, this is pre-season, the two weeks warmer period. I was very religious and working out. I signed up for a half marathon. My daughter signed up for half. Uh, I said, Martin Luther King got hit with COVID. So no medicine, nothing, the whole family. And, and uh, I still remember, Abala, I don't think you, you, you remember, but he used to send me, he sent me a bunch of books. Why don't you read this? Why don't you listen to this? You'll be fine. I was literally scared that I'm going to die because there is no medicine. And I used to and get up. This was the early, early stages of early, COVID. Early, early stages <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> Then I, I think what something hit me was my daughter was Suhani, older one was 12. She said, uh, I, I didn't do the training for um, one month. Then uh, I, I mean, Bala also was very careful. And I think, you know, it, it, science was not developed yet, right? You know, it's like, hey, take it easy. If you don't want to do it, you can do 10K, you, you know, uh, take it slow. You can always come back. This is not end of the world. I was disappointed and I was very motivated. So I think around fair in you know end of Feb or March, my old daughter comes in. It's like, come, I think you're fine now. Let's go for a run. I'm like, are you sure you want to run? He said, come, Papa, let's do it. So that kind of you know, you know, bulb went up. It's like, if she can do, why can't I do? So that's where I came back and I told Bala that, hey, I'm going to continue to do the half marathon. He said, are you sure? I said, no, I'll do it. Uh, and my wife downgraded to 10K, a, a rest of the other friends who got COVID, they also downgraded. So that was, uh, I think, you know, by the time I finished that, that was, to me, the <laughs> marathon. I never did more than 10 miles. And I think that half marathon will always going to be something special and I'll, I'll cherish that to doing with your own daughter. I, some reason, I always had that vision in my mind ever <laughs> since the day she was born, I'm going to do run with her. 
So uh, to achieve that, that was, you know, uh, nobody can take that. I, even though I didn't do it, it's all virtual. I did it in Virginia. That's something special. It's going to stay forever. Uh, and I think the the learning, uh, uh, I, I remember uh, one key learning is that she used to come and cry. I cannot do it. I was like a regimented soldier. It's like, no, you can do it. Keep pushing. She got a lot of uh, credits. And I think Bala did the podcast with her and people recognized, wow, 12 years, my family, uh, my wife's family, everybody, my friend circle, every, everybody was like praising, wow, you did great. So I think the lesson there for her was, uh, she said, nobody noticed what I was training. And just you and me, I used to cry, uh, but still I was able to finish it. I said, in life, that's all the same thing. The effort is what nobody, you know, it's what you do. Everybody recognizes the results, but effort is what make you get to the result. I think that, you know, still resonates very well with me and her as well. Yep. And and the season two, uh, quickly, I did the 10K because the younger one wanted to do it, 8K. She was eight years old. I did that. I, I mean, I, I did it. I enjoy. I mean, of course, whenever she listens to this podcast, she's going to kill me because I'm not putting much emphasis. It's 10K. Yes, I've done half marathon. But I think it was a different story. You know, I got to listen to her school uh, stories every single day with the training. That was a, you know, that was a different kind. Uh, season, uh, last season, uh, season four, three, four, five, six, I, I forget, sorry, seven, I believe. Uh, so that's when I signed up for uh, full marathon. And I think I was mentally ready. I was uh, physically ready. And and um, I started the training, never missed anything. And, and I think Bala gave the early indications earlier, I think. So I completed all MISO 1, MISO 2, MISO 3. I did 19 miles. Uh, and it's just two weeks away from the finish line where you, I was like, I was excited, nervous. I'm going to finish my marathon. Hey, I got to do this. Um, so I was discovered the medical conditions, of, uh, you know, kidney stones, and I didn't know what was happening. And uh, I had to go to the ER and the, the doctor there says, is that why you have to run? This is why we something we invented something called you know, we have the four wheels. You just go, well, why do you have to do this? It's not for everybody. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was dejected and I was completely, you know, I, I I didn't want to look at any of the messages from runners. I didn't want to do, I didn't touch. I mean, it was, uh, I think the lowest point of in my uh, thing that Bala, you asked was that uh, because I, it took me at least a month or two to just to come to terms with it because I dedicated, I, I, I worked really hard. I mean, never missed any workouts. I was, you know, I, you know, I was on high, truly runner's high. And I was this close to uh, making plans and go run with in New Jersey and it didn't happen. Uh, and then I think went through the surge, whatever that we have to get the medical procedures, kind of get back recovery. Then I think the season eight opened up and, uh, uh, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And everybody in my wife and my family, are you crazy? You just got back from this injury and, and uh, condition. You don't have to. Then I met with my doctor. He said, yeah, you can do it. You know, nothing, you know, nothing is going to stop. And just, you know, he advised, you know, hydrate yourself more, as much as possible. That was last season. Um, I, I think uh, I didn't train, to be honest with you, as well as I was in, in previous season. And and but uh, I finished my first marathon last uh, season with fellow RSWV runners in Baltimore, and I think that's going to be the sweetest. That's my high point. I mean, first one is that the, that's 
I would rank the first half marathon versus the marathon, but I think, you know, uh, I completed my first marathon there. Uh, both are two actually, you know, highs for me, uh, first half marathon and first marathon. Um, and now I'm back again. It looks like it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a story, Shiva. See, this is the story of resilience, guys. Okay. If it was, a, if the path to a full marathon start line, forget about the finish line. If the path to the full marathon start line was that easy, then uh, everybody would have been a full marathoner by now. Yeah. It's only one or 2%. I think it's less than 1% uh, of uh, athletes who have completed a full marathon. And that's because of this. You know, there's a lot of things that you uh, needs to be in place, fall into place. And that's why focusing on the process, focusing on that effort that uh, you were mentioning, Shiva, is more important than just focusing on, you know, just somehow get to the finish line. Um, and uh, I mean, just listen to that story. Early days of COVID, and uh, you must, I must tell you, Shiva, you are the one of the first, I think you're the first RHWB runner to get COVID. <clears throat> because it was the first few, just like two, three, four weeks after the COVID <laughs> thing came out. And I myself was like, you know, just it was a shocking sort of turn of news that one of my runners, and then I remember I used to ping you almost every day because the entire family was down. Yeah. It's not just him. And they yeah. were starting beautifully. So COVID, that scare, come back, do it again, come back. Then phenomenal training, mile 19, finished. That means you are re- almost done with the training program. Almost like start line is just there. You can see the start line. Yeah. And then boom, that entire season is gone. These are things that teaches you resilience. These are things that builds character. Like what Ravi was talking about. When you do a full marathon, you learn about yourself. I totally uh, agree. Right. This is when you learn about yourself that, you know what, life, if everything is successful, just because you put in the effort, it's not necessary. You need to get the outcome. You know, you can work your uh, rear end off and you will still not get promoted. And somebody who's sitting right next to you will get promoted. That is life. You better suck it up and, uh, you know, keep doing the effort again and again. That's really what uh, Marathon teaches you. And Shiva is a great example. And he's one of our most dedicated runners, I and love coaching you, Shiva, because of Thank those you. experiences that you have. You know, you 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 enjoy the good times because you've seen the bad times. You know, <laughs> only when you see the bad times, you really enjoy the good times when you can just put on the shoe and go for a run without any pain. Wow, what a beautiful experience that is! Um, awesome, Shiva. Thank so you. let's go to uh, Jyoti. What are your uh, What are your thoughts? Some highs, lows, early days of running. Um. I think once I joined um, the Runner's High, um, I was not really paying a lot of attention to nutrition. Uh, You know, like you said, right, that, um, you know, half marathon and all of that stuff, you're okay, you can wing it. But then full marathon is when you really, things really show, (laughs) it tells you what's going on, uh, shows you who's the boss, right? (laughs) So for me... um, with my second half, mar- with my second full marathon, my low point was um, I was almost done, 22 miles uh, almost, or 23 miles almost. I was almost there, and then France started. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was the first time that I ever had ever experienced cramps. So I was like, what is going on? My whole body was like, you know, in shock almost. Uh, to a point that um, this was again still virtual. Um, I was doing the grandma's 
yeah. uh, marathon in Minnesota. So um, I could not move. So I just like literally sat on the side of the trail and people are walking past me and <laughs> uh, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> it's almost the, the image of, a, a, you know, a, a peddler in India, <laughs> like they're sitting on the floor. Was literally <laughs> sitting on the floor <laughs> and uh, a few of few folks like okay they just went past me but then there was this one lady who stopped and he she was like what's going on are you okay and all that and I said no I I'm fine I just have cramps so like I'm just waiting it out so she was actually an occupational therapist and um, she was like you know when you're doing these kinds of things you have to strength strengthen um, not just before the run or after the run, you actually have to, you know, stretch in the middle of the run as well. So after every five or 10 miles, try to make sure you take a break and then you stretch your muscles out um, and everything. So she gave me that advice. And then um, I, I told her that my husband is on the way. So he'll, you know, take care of me. So you don't have to worry about and staying with me and all that stuff. So she left. Um, but then I think... Um, um, I think at that time it was hydration. I was not drinking no. enough. I was not, um, you know, electrolytes and all of that stuff. I was not just not paying attention to any of that stuff. So that was one of my low points in life where I was like literally just sitting on the floor going, somebody help me. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then the other, uh, so learning from this, I think, uh, was my last marathon, which was the fourth one. Um, I, um, I went to the race at the beginning of the race. I was like, okay, they, they usually have electrolytes, right? They have Powerade or Gatorade. So in the past marathons and the races, um, they've had Gatorade. So I was like, okay, I'll get Gatorade there. I don't, I just have to, you know, go with my, know my goose and uh you know um all my all of the rest of the stuff so i had all my 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 all of that stuff packed up and everything but then i get there um they're like yeah we have no and uh last time when i had the when i was on the grand mass marathon i had tried no for the first time and again i know you you keep saying don't try things on the first on your race day you know <laughs> so <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> um, so I was like, that that came into my head. I was like, no, I'm not trying no because I've not uh, trained my body to get used to no. So I'm used to um, get rid and everything. So I was like, so I sent my husband, I called my husband and he had just finished his 10 mile race. So we were both in the same race, but he was signed up for the 10 mile and I had signed up for the full one. So he, poor thing, he finishes his race and he's like, Oh, you need Gatorade support. Then he just grabs his medal and then runs to the deli. Oh, Lord. Brings me the string. Oh, <laughs> and he's trying to catch me. He's like, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> so I was like that. There were a couple of, uh, I would call them rookie mistakes, uh, you know, that you need to be aware of what exactly you'll be getting in the race. Um, you need to be good with your nutrition. Um, you have to um, stretch during um, during the middle of the race and not just the beginning and the end. So there were those are the some of the learnings that I have learned during uh, these these few ones that I've gone through. So awesome. yeah, that's awesome. So guys, you know it's one good uh, golden nugget here. 
So this experiential learning comes in two forms. You know, one is when you experience it, you learn. Like, you know, uh, everybody says nutrition is important. You don't give a damn about it. And then get bonked at mile 20 and then you realize, holy shit. Yeah, I must have, I should have listened to this. That's experiencing. You're experiencing it yourself. And then you learn, which is not bad, which is definitely good. But a better form of learning is learning from others' experience. Like others have experienced it. And as a result, they're telling you. And that's what a coach's job is. Coach's job is not as if coach is the world's best runner. Coach is just able to provide learning from other people's experience and telling you, hey, you know what, you should do this. So this is a great opportunity for listeners that there is a method to this madness here. You know, this is why this is not rocket science. But you need to know that sometimes things that are most uh, easy to follow are the ones that are least followed. And uh, people typically go from learning from others' experiences to experience it and then learn it. So you need to make a decision. Learning has to happen. Without learning, this you're not finishing the full marathon. Let me tell you. I'm talking about finishing full marathon with a smile. That's what we are looking for. Uh, looking for. And, uh, you know, in this one, there is a beautiful, uh, my coach used to say that every full marathoner, in fact, I would say every long distance running, you need to take about 100 units of pain over the season. You have to take 100 units of pain for you to get to the, when I say pain, let's call it discomfort, you know, all that good stuff. Now, the question is, do you want to sort of spread that pain over 16 weeks, a good portion of it? Let's say you spread the 60 units of that pain over a good 16 week, like 10, 10 or whatever, and then use the remaining 40 on the race. Or you want to ignore everything and only spread the 20 units over the 16 weeks and experience the 80 units during the race. Where do you want to do it? You know, so there is there is no running away from 100 units of discomfort and pain. So it's up to you to figure it out. How do you sort of divide this? So if you're well-trained, you're focused on nutrition, you follow some of the things that have been told to you. What you are really doing is you're taking out the 80 out of 100 units and spreading it, spreading it over 16 weeks. So that come race day, you are ready. You've already uh, done how to take a noon. You've, you've sort of practiced your body to take new things so that you don't try anything new so that you're not adding additional pain. All those extra pains you've taken it during long runs so that your body is ready. So you come there, 20 units of pain, boom, you finish with a smile. If you ignore all of this, Come race day, you will have all the pain that you have to experience or the discomfort and still finish. So the choice is yours. My suggestion as your coach is why you want to take a difficult path when I am or we are giving you easy, beautiful, easily biteable chunks to just giving it to you in a platter. We're giving it in a platter. All you have to do is the horse has to come down and drink water. In fact, we actually open the horse's mouth and pour the water into the mouth. <laughs> all the horse need to do is just gulp it in. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to do. Okay, Ravi. Uh, would I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I completely, completely agree with uh, that analogy as well. I think uh, that's what personally made difference for me when I was back for my half and uh, this one. In terms of the low point, I think it was, uh, as I mentioned, passingly mentioned, I had uh, almost a stress fracture because I was landing improperly, et cetera, in overall running uh, career so far. And that's when I kind of decided that I want to do long distance running, but no injury. So I've been 
always paying attention to all these subtle things. Hey, got to stretch. You got to warm up. You got to do dynamic stretching, things like that. So take those things seriously. Uh, Part of discovering yourself is that I realized that I'm very sensitive uh, to direct running in direct sunlight and the temperature. Nothing that I can control, especially on the race day, but uh, that's what it is, uh, that I need to then prepare with uh, enough enough uh, uh, hydration and uh, keep myself uh, going uh, before and uh, during the race. So that was one thing that I... Uh, kind of a downside that I had in my uh, second uh, half uh, marathon. It was Irving Marathon. That's in late March time frame. By that time, it gets uh, pretty warm uh, here in Dallas. And when we are running, we started with uh, 60 and bright sunny day. And by the time we are ending, and I'm a slow runner. So I had five plus hours, almost six hours there. And it was in uh, mid 70s. So it was too warm and last uh, four miles uh, uh, was absolutely a long, long uh, stretch. And uh, that's where uh, many of these things came into play. Your family being there, cheering for you, your friends coming there. It's like, hey, only three miles left, go for it, you know. And uh, all those kind of little things started mattering a lot more in that last stretch. Uh, in terms of my highs, I would say the recent one, the Dallas Marathon that I did in uh, December, that was fantastic. First of all, it was a completely cloudy day. I <laughs> high 40s and didn't go beyond uh, low 50s. So perfect running day, at least for me. And even though Dallas Marathon has got a lot of ups and downs, uh, it was fantastic. Again, uh, the call from uh, Renu uh, at the mile 22, 23 was perfect. You know, that's what I needed. Because that's when I was completely draining out and I needed someone to tell me like, hey, finish. You, you've been doing so well so far. You can finish it. And I got my PR there. So those little things uh, go a long way. And uh, I would say hydration and uh, having that necessary strength. Those that things around your knee, at least for me, did not trouble me first uh, nine miles or the first 18 miles after 18 miles it started showing you yeah you needed more strength in these parts of your body you know? absolutely so how many marathons you've completed uh, Ravi and what's your PR uh, my marathons uh, three marathons I completed one was virtual uh, two were actual races uh, virtual was of course during COVID days and uh, my last PR uh, my, uh, was about uh, 15 minutes or something like that. I shaved off. So I was very thrilled with that particular one. I had chance for even bigger chunk to take out. But uh, now I know I need to work harder after mile 20. Uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. And you're training for your fourth full marathon. How crazy is that? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I thought I was going to hang my hat after three and... Uh, so I've done four, uh, two of them were virtual and then two were, um, in, um, in-person race days. Um, we are, um, I'm also a slow runner. Uh, so six hours and, uh, 15 minutes is my, 
Fantastic. I mean, there's nothing called slow runner. Okay. Unless you're Kipchoge, there's always somebody who is faster than you. <laughs> there's actually, I keep uh, joking with uh, any, anybody and everybody who asks me about the, my PR because I keep selling them. I actually strive to be the last one. I want to make sure because, you know, when you're the last one, um, you feel like, a, I feel like a queen because there's a bus, school bus behind me. There's an ambulance behind me and there's a, a a police car, cop car right behind me to make sure that if anything happens to me, they are right there to take me and pick me up and go. So. I mean, four full marathons, training for the fifth one is no ordinary thing. What about you, Shiva? I know you finished your first, you're training for your second one. How was your, how long it took for you to finish your first one? Your first one, I think five hours, 12 minutes, uh, 12 minutes a mile. Oh. Uh, I mean, I wanted to get it, uh, you know, the goal was to five hours, 30 minutes. Um, but I'm happy with um, of course. Uh, you know, 5.15. Of so. course. So, guys, you know, uh, in uh, in RSWB, for whatever reason, race distances have gotten depreciated quite a bit. You know, people complete. There used to be a time when, uh, you know, I was around people uh, who used to throw a party because they finished at 10K. That is, I'm talking about not so distant in the future. I'm talking in the past, like just I'm talking about two, three, four years ago, max. Then 10K got devalued for whatever reason. Maybe everybody is upgrading their distance. And then half marathon was that thing. Now full marathon, half marathon got devalued and nobody throws a party. Then became full marathon. Now others are like, you know, finishing four, five. And they are not even like, yeah, I finished five. But you know what? I missed the PR by a few minutes. Guys, you finished four full marathons. It's a huge deal. It's a really, really huge deal, guys. Uh, you know, that's a good sign. That's a good sign that all of us are like collectively getting healthier. You know, we are growing uh, every year, adding one extra birthday, but actually we are getting faster, fitter, farther, you know, as our uh, season tagline suggests. Phenomenal, incredible. So let's bring the uh, podcast home. Let's go uh, start with uh, maybe Ravi. And then we go to Jyoti and then Shiva. Yeah. Lots of 150 new runners this season. That's just, that itself is an incredible stat, as we all know. Uh, most of them have come up with a uh, uh, couple of thoughts. One, they don't know why they got in. They're highly unsure why they got in. And then they're slowly getting their feet wet. Now that the first, season, uh, first miso is done, they're beginning to f- see some, oh my God, yeah, I can do this. That's when that is where they are. Many of them. That is one category of the newcomers. Second category of newcomers is they are reinventing themselves. Like someone, someone like Shiva, like you know, uh, university level sort of runners or more better. And then life happened. Nothing happened after that. And suddenly they got fell into this group, and now they are reinventing themselves. The muscle memory is kicking, and there is a distinct group, you know, that I know that out of the two fifty or newcomers. Then there is a third group. That they were runners, but they did it in the wrong way, which probably, you know, uh, I would say Ravi and Jyoti, you are in that category, right? Where you just did it. And now you are like saying, oh my God, I never thought about my heart rate. And now I know why heart rate, why I was finding it difficult. So they are also reinventing themselves in a different way. That I know there is a bunch of folks like that. In fact, in our own cohort, full marathon cohort, there are some unbelievable runners uh, who are like, you know, sub four kind of runners for full marathon, but they've been doing it on their own and they feel even more energized. So that's the group Ravi and, uh, and Jyoti and Shiva. So what words of advice you have for them uh, as senior runners, high uh, runners? 
uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I'm just uh, not ready to call myself a senior uh, runner yet, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a uh, uh, I'll tell you what I find in terms of different from season to season, uh, how things are going, uh, including what's happening this season, right? Uh, every season you find that uh, things change, something clicks differently. First season, I'll be extremely honest, all those strength training exercises were in Bala's name. Oh, I'm doing this for coach. Coach told me to do so. It was never for me. From season two onwards, I said like, oh, my leg is hurting, knee is hurting, and that muscles exercise is helping me. So over a period of time, for me, what matters the most out of training, overall training, of course, the scope it, which, in which it goes, it ramps up, comes down, ramps up again, things like that. But along with that, the uh, discipline that you have to have, in terms of your hydration, that is daily, that is weekly. And I can see the difference in my weekend runs, depending on how my week has been in terms of my eating habits, my uh, hydration and drinking habits, lack of thereof and all those kind of things. And uh, most importantly, I would say the strength training. Strength training is kind of a, a little bit of a lagging thing you start getting into serious strength training and just pay attention to the number of uh, reps, et cetera, that are suggested to you. And within four weeks, I could feel the difference. Within four weeks, I could see that, oh my goodness, I'm able to do that. I'm able to hold two uh, miles of uh, faster pace run without really getting out of my heart rate range. That never happened for me before. And that was kind of aha moment. And again, that's not just only strength training, strength training, hydration, uh, eating right, all those kind of things. So you pick up these habits and you know what the right habits are. It's just uh, right things are. Making them habits is something that you need to train towards. Absolutely. And yeah, that's what is touch wood is... Uh, something that's kicking in. And if it can happen for me at this age, so to say, many of you are much, much younger than I am. And uh, you have been athletic or you have got a lot more strength than I do. It can absolutely happen for you. So that's all I will say that get these four or five right habits there, uh, inculcate those and incorporate those into your training. You, you're good. You're golden. Beautiful. Golden words. And by the way, Ravi, you are like probably in your life, you're, you've never been as fit as what you are right now. Correct. Absolutely. So there's no age here now. You are yeah. like 30. <laughs> right now, your strength and everything is age 30. You should yeah. note that yeah. because it's the same for me. I'm sure it's the same yeah. for you as well. Yeah. Jyoti, what about you? A few words of advice. Um, you know, everything that Ravi said, right? You know, discipline strength training make sure you're not discounting the strength training i think that's one of the first things that i had to learn and force myself to do was strength training um and also you know with the with the cramps happening situation in my second marathon in the third marathon i remember that the moment i hit 20 22 mile and i could feel my calves just tweaking a little bit i just stopped went to the side i did my 
Surya Namaskar. <laughs> Everybody is watching what's going on here. <laughs> but I was like, I don't care what you want to think. I'm doing by Surya Namaskar because I need to stretch my legs. <laughs> And, you know, I did that. And then actually the last three miles, I was just running like you suggest, right? Like the last three miles, go for it. Yeah. Go with all your energy. So yes, literally I ended up doing that. So um, so strength training is important. It's very, very important. Um, nutrition, uh, again, right? Important. Make sure that you are not only just doing your electrolytes, but salts. Um, that's a big thing. Um but most of all, I would say, have fun. Have fun with your runs. Because um, with me, I know that if it becomes a chore, I am not going to be in it for not the next season. I, I know that. The moment it becomes a chore, I start to uh, find ways to not do it, actually. Um, so make it fun. Um, I used to actually end up... Uh, um turning on my youtube um favorite movie on my on the youtube and just run because i know all the scenes right i just have to listen to it so- <laughs> <laughs> absolutely these are all good ideas guys uh, totally agree but yeah make it make it fun find find a way to make it fun i know that uh, suja had mentioned uh, uh libby library um audiobooks um and I know Raghu, I think, had mentioned uh, changing up your music, all of those things, you know, just just make it fun. Somehow or the other, figure it out and make it fun. So, and then you'll be in it for the long haul. Totally. And then once you get into the long haul, you realize that now you're not running and training for a full marathon. Full marathon is just a means to a larger end, yes. which is having a full, enriched, inspirational to others life. You know, where you uh, fitness improves, your mental f- fitness improves. There's a lot of things that happens. That's the you zone. You're into that meditative state, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the zone most senior runners are. The, the zone the senior runners are not that they go and, go and crack a Boston Mile qualifying. That is, I would say, silly things that, okay, everybody will do, I mean, uh, PRs and such. But how long you can hit a PR? Like you can't have PRs on every race. Otherwise, you'll all, we'll all become uh, Kipchoge, right? We'll all keep on improving PR. Then after 20 full marathons, we all are weak. At some point, you won't be able to hit the PR. We know that. But still, people do it, not for PRs. So if you look at senior, senior runners, I'm talking about people who have done like 10 years of running, continuous running. When you go and talk to them, right? They don't talk about PR. They don't talk about races. They just talk about the experience. That's it. And they just just want to take this as a flow of life flow. And they feel great about it. They love the runners high. They love meeting other runners, et cetera, et cetera. So guys, one thing I wanted to say as a good <clears> opportunity <throat> moment to drive one learning, which is she, uh, Jyoti mentioned about cramps and she mentioned about salt. Now, stretching is one side of the story. Now, salt or the lack of it is a fundamental driver for cramps during long runs. Now, this is something that I will stress more and more as the num- long, distances of long runs increases. But the, 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 the philosophy or the science behind it is that as salt content in your body reduces, which happens because as you sweat and as you run, you, salt, uh, you lose a lot of salt. And if you do not replenish it, the, 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 the electrical impulse that is coming from the brain to the muscles that is going from one nerve cell to another nerve cell, that think of it as that electrical impulse is not flowing through properly to the muscles because of the salt deficiency in the system. 
because the signals are not flowing properly to the muscles literally what is happening is that muscles are not following the uh, the the order of the brain so brain the feedback from the muscle is not enough back to the brain it's saying that oh my god i asked you to do x you are only doing x by 4 so what it does is it increases the signal intensity back to the muscles but unfortunately it is not that always the signal intensity is halved sometimes it is full sometimes it is half so really from a muscle standpoint sometimes you get 2x the signal sometimes you get 1/4 the signal so as a result muscle gets you know when it gets 2x the signal it starts like really activating itself and when it gets 1/4 signal it doesn't activate but when it gets the 2x the signal that extra activation is cramp the cramps is essentially muscle goes into overdrive when it goes into overdrive it gets stretched too much and it stays stretched and when that happens cramps is what you experience so the science behind it is it's the salt or the lack of salt in your body that causes and that is why you will see cramps doesn't happen when you are in mile 5 or 7 it happens after mile 20 because the uh, salt deficiency is sort of enhanced you have lost salt so that's why you need to start taking salt tablets as well we will start talking about it especially in long runs full marathoners post 15 miles is when you need to take salt tablets now in mile 10 mile line so that you never lose the deficiency of salt through the through the run so it's a great point i want all of you to sort of keep that in mind we'll talk about it especially full marathoners shiva yeah all right uh, i want to hit couple things um, so the first thing my mantra is keep it going don't overthink uh, just get up and i you know and just do it and i think uh, <laughs> we always think that hey, i want to run you know every day is not going to be monday you know some days you really don't want to run trust me i don't want to run i rather sleep but make a commitment just get up and go don't think uh, even if it's a slow it's okay and and you know the key is to get up and follow what's there for your day the second one uh, is if you're not listening to the podcast if somebody you know that they're not listening to the podcast i highly recommend for folks to listen uh, i was one of those guys who the heck is going to listen to this an hour 30 minutes oh my god they're going to talk but trust me uh, i mean it, it is a life changing thing for me personally uh, because what what you what i learned from these uh, discussions the podcast not only for running you know i have applied for my own personal life challenges and and you know whether navigating through the work navigating through the friend a lot of things right listen if if you somebody don't you know they don't know ask them to listen share that with others and i think these are what what you get out of this is 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 you're not going to get anywhere the last uh, but not least uh, is remember always you're making an impact uh, for hundreds or hundreds of other people who are not part of this running group uh, you know directly or indirectly because you are leading by example so remember that i mean you know when when you're down when you're uh, you know you don't want to do it but remember that you are making an impact i i think those are three things that i want to share rest is you know follow all of that it's good uh, beautiful that's my observation beautiful inspirational words uh, shiva uh, that was very very nice of you to say that uh ravi jyoti shiva bye one hour went by rather quickly <laughs> sorry <clears throat> thank you for all your thoughts there is a reason why you guys are who you are uh every day is a learning day for you guys <clears throat> and uh it's absolutely incredible uh <clears throat> sorry fine throat absolute uh, disha can you get me some water please 
absolutely incredible to uh, sort of hear your stories and learn from you thank you for your time can't wait to publish this podcast and i'm sure all of us will enjoy listening and learning from you thanks a lot guys thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you coach bye bye everybody bye, bye.